ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dish Yelta Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Hello, and I've just figured out if I have a second screen open with my camera in full video, I can watch Rouse in the background do her thing. Night. So now I'm looking at what Charlie watches during the entire show. I understand what he's talking about. Yes, this is a slight distraction. That's why I tried not to look at that at my other monitor because I see a lot more than just Zelius. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh, dear, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, this, I am your host, of course, uh, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by Plover Cumber himself, Zelius. Indeed. It is good to see you on the ones and zeros. But of course, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Thursday Hangout. This is a live show. We try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. At any point during the show, if you have any topics, questions, or opinions that you'd like to share with the class, please do so by dropping it in the chat, be it on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Um, if we do unfortunately run out of time to add your question or thought or question or topic to the show, uh, we will add it to the very next one. That being said, let's jump into it. The first thing is hopefully everybody had a happy Turkey day this last Thursday. Of course, we did not do our Thursday night show because we were, uh, high on chemicals from the Turkey. And some glorious chemicals they were. The all-natural flavor of smoke and happiness. And hopefully not too much family drama. Yes, yes. One can only hope for as little drama as possible. And dear, how was your trip to fan day? I smoked a turkey for uh, eight hours uh, and had a yummy meal and... Watch. I'm assuming the turkey was already dead when you put it in the smoker. Yes, yes. Not yes. like it was alive. The whole, it wasn't like a lobster where you cook it no, alive. No, 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 no. I did not have to de-feather the bird. I didn't have to do any of that jazz. Just. Ooh, I think it's a day for next year, actually. I think you should go all in for the Thanksgiving feast theme of really giving thanks for what you have. No, thank and part you. Of that I spent is enough... doing it naturally. Nope. I spent enough time smoking the bird. I don't need to do anything else. Hmm. Okay. Maybe you should teach one of your kids to do that. Yes, yes. No. No. No? Okay. No. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let us get into some of the topics that uh, are most important to you. Uh, the first one is, this is an interesting uh, story, and I figured that we'd bring it up. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, of course, is a very popular, very successful game that's out there right now that is still blowing people's minds. Uh, and there is a new patch that is on the horizon for all platforms to fix all the bugs and to make things even awesomer. But there's a strange request that the developers are, are basically telling the, uh, the owners and gamers that are playing the game. Do you know what that request is, Zelius? A request about, well, I know it's a huge patch. It's something stupidly large, like 30 gigabytes. It's actually 130. Well, it takes it. You need 130 mega, gigabytes on your drive, right. but it's like a 30. It's only yeah, it's 30, 30 gig. Down. Right. Yeah. So the request is, ladies and gentlemen, if you own Baldur's Gate 3 to help with the process, go ahead and uninstall the game so that when you when the patch hits, uh, you won't have to run into um, uh, memory allocation issues. That's a first for me. Hey, to better your your gaming experience, go ahead and uninstall the game right before the patch hits, and then just reinstall everything. It'll include the patch, and you'll be rise rain. 
So I'm hearing is the patch should actually just go ahead and uninstall the game and reinstall it from scratch. Yeah. Well, there you go. It sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Yes. I I I don't think I've ever done that <laughs> ever. I mean, it is pretty crazy with how large some of these game. I mean, like like modern warfare is like over 100 gigabytes, and these mm-hmm. games are huge. Uh, even with the one terabyte SSD, it's like hard to manage what games I have installed because they're so huge. You got that space for the patches also. So it's not just like the size of the download. Mm-hmm. Do you have enough space to also install them? And it's like playing game Jenga as far as what games to have installed. That That's exactly my uh, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> well, I did splurge on Black Friday mm-hmm. for a four terabyte SSD because I saw it was on sale and I was like, you know what? Fuck playing Jenga. I'm done with this. <laughs> but it, it is kind of funny though, because I remember my first solid state was like 480 gigabytes. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I'll be good with this. The next one's a terabyte. Dude, I'll be good with this. Mm-hmm. Now it's four terabytes. Dude, I'll be good with this. So how long until you know the four terabytes feels too small? Because that's the way games seem to go. They just get freaking larger and larger. Yes. Yes. It's it is indeed um, nuts. I mean, even a, like five years ago, a hundred gigabyte game was not known. And now it seems to kind of be the norm almost. Yep. I agree. I, you yes. know, I, I, um, I did not splurge on black Friday. Well, the only splurging I did on black Friday were gifts for my children. Uh, which then makes you happy because then they're happy. Exactly. So uh, there was no, uh, hidden gifts for Charlie thus far you didn't like sneak one in for yourself like oh wait that's not for you that's for me oops i just meant to put that on a wish list not buy it well since it's here no it sounds like a pretty reasonable take to me yeah of course uh so so that's interesting about Baldur's gate 3 um i also know that they one of them was resolving a bug because the evil choices were causing so many Basically, AI branching ideas that are slowing the game down. Speaking of slowing the game down, apparently there are some issues with uh, Starfield. If you mm. play long enough, uh, things start to crap out. And there's also this new weird thing that could happen where a moon will collide with the planet. Cool. Yeah. Um, it actually sounds like a feature, not a bug to me. And I'll never see it because I'm done playing Starfield. Uh, you've done your time in Starfield. You've done your same 60 quest over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Oh, slight variation over and over and over and over. I tried to play the new game plus, but I was just like, I'm doing the same thing. They just changed where things are. Now now it's not that planet. It's that planet over there. Wow. What a difference. I think my problem with most I know we talked about New Game Pluses in the past, mm-hmm. but usually my problem with the New Game Plus is it's not it's not that New Game Pluses are usually a bad experience. It's that I've already put so many hours into a game yep. that by the time I beat it, I'm like, okay, I'm time for something else. Mm-hmm. And like a good one would be like Scarlet Nexus. Like it was on my mind to go back and do the New Game Plus with the new character, which sounds like a great idea. Yeah, but. 
then it's been so long since I got on playing other games where I come back, I'm like, do I really want to do do a game plus for a game I don't remember playing at this point, basically? Yep. So that's always my conundrum with the new, new game pluses. Um, is kind of, they just meld on each other as far as why I never played them. Okay, speaking of new game, this this is not really a new game plus question, but it, it made me think about this. You, you were saying, you know, I, you took so much time off between last time you played it, and if you were to try to go back, you basically have to relearn the system. Yep. What, uh, not actually having to do with video games, but with books, uh, when, how long does it have to be for you to want to reread a series? <laughs> so... Honestly, like usually five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually, I've actually over the last year, I've been rereading the Mandalorian and Belgariad and then the Assassin's Quest by Robert Hobb, Robin Hobb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, those are books I probably hadn't read in 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And that's probably about right for me, honestly. Uh, it's just, there's so many books out and I don't, I read a decent amount, but I'm also not a fast reader by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so like the amount of time it takes for me to read a books anyways. And usually like, I think I'm kind of like you where I'm usually reading like the epic high fantasy series where they're like three, five, seven books yeah. where I'm like, yeah, like the Mandalorian wasn't bad. Cause each book's like not long, honestly, like they're not long books. So that didn't take very long to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'll never reread, for instance, a game of um, Thrones. Like, yeah. it's just too freaking wrong, long, or I'm never going to reread it. Um, it's too taxing. It is. Now, the one series I probably will read at some point is Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Um, I do need to reread that. A series I know I will reread is, it's a series by Sarah J. Moss called A Court of Thorns? Yeah. Court of something and something. I can't remember the full title because each one's a court of something. Yeah. And she did that thing where she like released the first four books and then she created a branch off series set in the same universe called like a crescent something. Mm-hmm. She's going to write X number of books from that series and then come back and finish a court of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, like I read the first three books and they're phenomenal, by the way, like I would highly recommend Moss books to anyone. Um, but at this point, I'm like, yeah, I just stopped reading the series once I learned that. And I'm like, I'm just gonna wait until she's done. At that point, I'll reread it. Right. Um, so usually for me, it's, it's a pretty long, like at least like a minimum five years mm-hmm. for her before I reread a series. I don't know if, I, I don't know if it, for me, it would be five years. It's, but it's probably a couple of years. It's at least a couple of years where I'll stumble back upon a book and get that itch. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, that itch has gotten me to the the first book in an amazing series called The Great Book of Amber. Okay. I actually did read the first book of the first of the Great Book of Amber a couple months ago. Um I was like, ah, oh, yeah. it's like it's it's about yeah. I gotta do it. But the yeah. problem with that. My only problem with rereading the Great Book of Amber <clears throat> is I I do have the physical copy, but I'm afraid to touch it because it's older, and mm. so 
I'm like, all right, well, I've got my Kindle. I'll just buy it in ebook format. You Ooh. have to buy every individual book. There is not the Great Book of Amber oh. collection. You have to buy each one, and they're all priced differently too. Like the first one is like a buck ninety nine on Kindle right now, but like the third or fourth one is like five ninety nine, and then six ninety nine, and then like four ninety nine. It's like all over the place. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's a classic for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it, it, it's a while for me to reread books. Um, speaking of Harry Potter, yeah, I started playing Hogwarts Legacy. And um, dude, it's like I love it. It's for me. It was. It's very rare in a video game where I get a moment of like wonder and awe in a game where I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And for me, it was like that first time riding the broomstick, flying across Hogwarts at night and seeing like this universe that you've read about and seeing, but like you're actually in it. Yeah. Like that was like a holy shit brought a smile to my face moment in a video game. I don't get very often. Um, and a hundred percent part of that is because like that's the series and to a extent movies that you know, I grew up on and you grew up on. Yep. Um, I mean, granted, we're high school, college when they really became popular, but still. So, like, bringing that universe to life, it like, it's good game in its own right. But being a part of the Harry Potter universe just gives it that extra feels to me um, in a video game. So, yes, I'm greatly enjoying Harry Potter Legacy. The only thing that gets me, and I think you actually made a comment about this that I didn't understand at the time, is how freaking off I have to swap out my spells. Yes, yes. Like, I feel like it's like every other thing I do, I'm like, oh, I need Leviosa again. Oh, I need Accio again. I'm having to constantly swap out my spells. Um, That's why so later in the game, I don't remember what it is, but there's there's things that you could do that allows you to basically have like a hotkey switch. The talents, yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to waste my talents on something that can kill people better, man. Whatever, dude. No, yeah, my, I my, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that game. I mean, I played the hell out of it until completion. So, yeah. What so house I'm... are you in? Just curious. What's that? What, what house did you get sorted into? Slytherin. Huh? Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although from everything I've seen, it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Um, no. I mean, I know there's a couple of quests that like change slightly, but they all end up being the same regardless. You get the uh, special Slytherin um, uh, coat. Yeah. Um, and I have a snake on my door. Woo. I'm always so, Ravenclaw, so... So I mean it's a it's definitely a quality game. I can see why people appreciated it. Yeah. Um what they I do like the puzzles in the game because they are like they're not super simple, but they're obvious enough usually what you need to do. Yeah. Um, as far as what to do to solve it. So it's like I think it's a good balance between being like stupidly easy and being like, oh, it's that thing over there. Mm -hmm. The only problem is I play other video games and I find myself I figure what it is it's that spell that like reveals everything yeah and when I play another game I'm pressing a button to reveal everything 
And I can't, I'm like, why can't I reveal everything? Because that's yep. a great feature. Like, no, no. that's like one of my favorite things in the game is you can reveal everything. I'm like, why do other games have this? This is fantastic. I, I, I'm having sort of the exact same thing. So, uh, uh, during daylight hours, I, I know I've probably said this before, but during daylight hours, I've been playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. And you have the ability to toggle your focus on and off. And when you mm. toggle your focus on, it will highlight, you know, it will show yep. you um, uh, enemies that might be nearby or wildlife or kind of give you this weird kind of purplish tint that tells you there is something that you can harvest. Um, and I'm also, but at nighttime, because I like to scare the crap out of myself, I play Alan Wake too. And there's been a couple of times where, um, and, uh, horizon, uh, zero dawn, you, you, uh, you hit the, you know, you decomp, you, you press the, the right analog stick to toggle your focus on and off. There's been a couple of times in Alan Wake too, where I've definitely tried to press the right analog. I'm like, come on. I know it's here somewhere. Why, why can't it? Why can't you highlight it for me? So I feel but your pain. You wouldn't really want anything highlighted out. Like that's like the whole point is you don't know they're there. See my, so the thing is like with, um, uh, zero dawn, it's, you know, it's a lot of action, right? Yep. And in Alan Wake two, it's a lot of suspense and there's a shit ton of story. Oh my God. Is there story? which is a good thing for me. I love story, but the, the mechanic to advance things, uh, sometimes derails me and Alan wake because what will happen is you'll, you'll, you'll find stuff and you have this, um, what do you call it? Uh, a mine palace, an area that is kind of, it's not quite your inventory, but it's basically a place to sort through your notes. It's not, really that complicated but still you have to once you've gained enough knowledge you've got to go and and basically think about your case notes and then apply them to the board or the wall and it will open up new aha moments to allow you to advance the story okay makes sense so you kind of have to you know you have to toggle off off and on your your movement in the game and that kind of throws me off a little bit uh however uh, it is, it's good. It's good. It's a good game. Nice. Actually, both of them are very good games. Um, uh, though I did learn something <laughs> in, in Zero Dawn, and that is that if someone were to play, like my son, uh, wanted to pl- give the game a whirl, uh, and he set the difficulty to story, which is the easiest difficulty, so he could play, uh, when I load my file, even though that I chose the the normal difficulty, it does not toggle back to normal difficulty. That the save file does not include that. It sticks with the the last used difficulty. So huh. during one of my major battles, I was like, "Holy crap! When did I become OP?" <laughs> and then like, and then like I started questioning myself. Like, there's no way. Like I just applied this this one thing to my bow it couldn't have made it that much more powerful and i'm like you know what i'm gonna check the settings sure enough my difficulty was set to story I'm like ah that's why i'm so badass all of a sudden nah dude you're just amazing so what i have to do is I have to remember when i uh log out of the game i have to change the difficulty back 
to stories. So if my son were to try to jump in the game, he doesn't get massacred. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. But that's kind of cool that, you know, he can play some of the games that you're playing. Yes. Or attempt really? to, at least. Yeah, you know. And then and then uh, at at night night when um when I'm not in front of my computer I am pl- I'm I am playing Super Mario RPG on the Switch. And uh, running that thing in running the battery down to the ground every single time. And how is that going? Oh, it's nostalgia, man. It's it's nostalgia. Uh, it's I, some I, good stuff. It's good. I mean, it's it's as good as I remember. Um and there's a rumor that one of the developers that was that helped kind of bring it up to code uh, after seeing how it's doing wants to try to make a sequel, which would be awesome. I don't know where the story would go, but it would be cool to have another, you know, kind of Mario RPG where you have your party and whatnot. I mean, it's a video game. You can always figure something out. True. Bowser strikes again somehow. Don't ask me how, but it's going to happen. True, true. Uh, okay, so some of the other news uh, real quick. Uh, Zelius, have you seen any of the Sonic the Hedgehog movies? I have not. Okay, well, first one's good. Second one, I think I just watched too many times, so I'm kind of over <laughs> it. Uh, and the third one is officially on track to be released December 2024. Um, which this one... Uh, the first one, of course, just basically had Sonic and Robotnik. The second one had Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Robotnik. And then the third one is going to feature all of the previously mentioned, uh, plus Shadow the Hedgehog. I appreciate that Sonic, like, for people younger than us, is probably more known via the movies than video games at this point. Yes, which is a little weird, but hey, they do it well I mean- enough, so... It's just, I don't know. I just find that kind of humorous in a weird way. I also found out, and I mean, this is going way back old school, showing how old I am. But uh, apparently Disney is going to make a live action Fern Gully, which I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I can't imagine that like a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Fern Gully, got to go watch that, by golly. I mean, that was definitely the Save the Environment movie of the early 90s. Hmm. Well, I guess that's one way to save the environment is create a movie which uses resources. Also, apparently, uh, Disney has had so many flops this year that they are definitely in the red when it comes to their big budget movies. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, I also haven't cared about like Marvel basically since um, Endgame. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know stuff has been around. Um, I don't know. And it, but however, it did coincide with COVID because, like, after that was basically the shutdown. Yeah. But I haven't seen, I've seen like two movies in the theater since COVID. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I really. Anything. I'm just kind of like, meh. I don't know if I've really gotten into any of the new movies, minus the. Um, the last Spider-Man movie. Um, but, um, I mean, I, I enjoyed the the couple of series that they've put out. Uh, the Loki series was is phenomenal. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier one is pretty good. 
the Hawkeye one was pretty good as well. Um, I never watched the Miss Marvel one, so I couldn't tell you that about that one. Yeah, but, I mean, they're all series I should be interested in. Yeah. Like, it's not like I get like Marvel stuff. I don't know. I just got like, eh. one of these, eventually, I say one of these days, like one of these years, I'll yep. get Disney Plus and watch them. There you go. Oh, also, real quick, uh, going back, not not with uh, the uh, MC Universe, or sorry, the Marvel Universe, um, but uh, there's also a live action Knuckles series coming to Paramount Plus that's oh. on track to uh, be released next year and will uh, will retain the voice acting skills of Idris Elba. Uh, who, of course, is the voice of Knuckles in the movie. So, be interesting. I love him as an actor. Oh, I, yeah, he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. And ladies find his voice very sexy, so it's and a win-win for everybody. So do men. Um, so, let's see here. What other stories do I have here? Um, there was a graphic novel that came out. I don't remember exactly when it came out. I actually read the first issue called Berserker, and it's spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R. And um, I think it was really... It might have... It involved Keanu Reeves in some capacity. I mean, the main so character... Had nothing to do with Berserk. Huh? Had nothing to do with Berserk. No, 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 no. Not, not, not that one. No, uh, it's it's a basically a soldier of fortune kind of thing, and apparently there is a rumor that there is going to be a live action adaptation of this, as well as a two season animated series, both huh. going to be on Netflix. And the rumor is that Keanu Reeves might be in the director's chair for the live action. Interesting. So, um, now it's been a while since I read the the graphic the the first issue, but. I remember it being pretty solid, and if there's, if the story continued on, I'm sure it continued to be solid. If it's, you know, if Netflix is willing to, to promise not only a uh, live action movie but also two seasons of an animated series, might be worth checking out. The Berserker. Yep, Berserker. Oh, apparently there's also an Australian British industrial death metal band by the same name. Yes, I think they were. I think they were mentioned in um, the movie Clerks. Huh? That is okay. <laughs> Small Little world. did I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's pretty sweet. But let's also talk about um, this story has been kind of bouncing around for a bit. Uh, but there is a a series that Netflix basically forked over some serious cash for uh, called, I want to make sure I get this, the name of the damn thing right. Uh, it is called, oh shit, where'd it go? A I Conquest. The Conquest? No, no, just Conquest. And Conquest, conquest was centered around artificial humans called the Organic Intelligence, OI, who are employed yeah. as peacekeepers around the globe. Sure. Uh, and of course, OI's true mission is revealed. However, conflict erupts. Uh, oh, no. The the guy that was that's behind it is um, the guy behind the Keanu Reeves uh, movie Forty Seven Ronin, which was a box office failure. Oh, 
Oh, no. And apparently this dude, uh, first of all, Netflix has reportedly spent over $55 million on this show, and there's not been a single episode of it, and there will never will be. What? Um, and the creator of this is actually suing uh, Netflix for $14 million for breach of contract. Uh, apparently the dude's gone and like went insane, which became like a conspiracy theorist, uh, especially around the origins of COVID-19. And apparently uh, when Netflix like, all right, maybe we should just pump the brakes and, and say thank you for your time. Uh, the, the money that was left over, uh, the, the creator pumped it into cryptocurrency. <laughs> so, oh. so this guy's a wonderful individual. This keeps getting weirder and weirder. I know, I know. Um, yeah, I, it's it's like the story, like the the behind the scenes story about this the the show Conquest is just insane. Um, uh, Netflix gave the guy almost complete creative and budgetary control over the show, um, and then it just went absolutely sideways and of course when you get somebody in that situation happens it's going to make netflix that much more likely in the future to give directors the creative freedom needed to actually make a good product and apparently he stated something along the lines of he uh he's autistic and also has adhd which kind of resulted in his sporadic it's sporadic erratic behavior i'm like oh, okay oh, that's kind of a premise of a tv show i'm actually watching right now so, homeland yeah i don't i don't know people be crazy how about that pretty straightforward i mean i'll go crazy for 55 million dollars you know take a few of those put in my bank account I'll at least make a couple episodes of a show, though, before I completely lose my shit. I mean, we could make the episodes in, like, your backyard. Exactly. We could do it with uh, stick figures and stuff. We didn't say how high quality they be. Actually, it'd be something straight out of um, uh, Blair Witch Project. Ah, uh, yes. The, the single, single uh, homemade video cam. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And it worked well for them. Why not us? Exactly. Well, especially when everyone thought it was real uh, when it first came out. I mean, that's the whole point of marketing something like that, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like uh, Saw. Yeah. Based on a true story. Great. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have nightmares again. There's only like eight of them? No, I think there's 10 now. There are 10? I think so. Good gosh. Let's see here. Let's just... How many Saw movies are there? Apparently, I lost track. There are uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah, ten. Like, you think after a while, like, the cops or FBI or somebody might be like, well, that's a strange little people getting mutilated. I wonder <laughs> what's going on here. Hmm. Yes, yes. yes, yeah. yes. Something totally just, I guess, normal in some parts of the country. Who knows? Yes. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to pause real quick to uh, thank the individuals that help Alter Confusion be the Alter Confusion you love and adore. So without further ado, let's give 
some thanks to all of our friends of the show. To start off, we are going to go with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. All right, the next one we've got to do shout-out for is Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. And the next one is a guy I need to call now that I've recovered from all my surgery. And that, of course, is Hirokiopractic. Hirokiopractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hirokiopractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Also, he's got a really good deal with uh, if you buy like a bundle of of service or, or uh, visits, uh, you can you get a pretty good discount. So that's like his own Black Friday sale for chiropractic needs. Bingo. Nice. The next one we got to do is Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. The final shout out we got to give is to the original patron, the our original supporter and huge friend and fan of the show. And that, of course, is agile axiom by day axe leads both a development team and a system administration team working with satellites at nasa's goddard campus but while not in meetings and many times during he is the agile evangelist agile axe championing the philosophy of agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers testers system admins and software projects the world over Decades of experience in software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, and also, don't forget he's also written a book, go to agileaxiom.com. Wait, I would have to read a book? What kind of craziness is this, sir? It might help you in the long run. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you're- Are there drawings? Huh? Are there drawings, cartoons? I don't think there's any cartoons. There are some diagrams, though. Okay, fair enough. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you are now dying to know how you can become a friend of the show. Well, let's give you that information right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Ultra Confusion survives in love and support of fans like you. Notice we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, mummies, swamp creatures, vampires, werewolves, ghouls, ghasts, supporters, and more to become active participants of the work we love through a monthly membership. 
This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two different levels. There's the $1 level, that's $1 a month or $12 a year. And what you get at that level is early access to all of our playthroughs, as well as the ability to participate in patron-only posts. Now, if you're feeling extra frisky, you can go up to the $5 a month. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. Not only do you get everything at the $1 level, but you also gain your name or organization added to the Friends of the Show section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want to become a patron of Ultra Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash altered confusion today now since my i have now gotten a clean bill of health from my doctor i can now focus on trying to get back to what i was supposed to do at the beginning of the month and that of course is the extra life 24-hour gameathon, uh which is of course with extra life and let me tell you a little bit about extra life extra life is gamers doing what they do best game to help sick and injured children at their chosen children's miracle network hospital the money that we raise through extra life will go directly to children's health care of atlanta as unrestricted funds this means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat so if you have the capacity to donate please go to extra dash life.org and search for altered confusion today all right now let's get back to some of the stories gotta take a breath after all that yeah actually i need to take a sip excuse me here Ooh, a sip of happy juice nothing like my mountain dew concoction Mmm. Is it the classic red and green? Absolutely. Nice. All right. So um, real quick, there's there's another bit of exciting news, at least for me. And that is that um, that uh, th there's going to be a new Professor Layton game Ooh. that is going to be a Switch uh, exclusive. It is going to be called Professor Layton and the New World of Steam. Uh, there is a release date. Unfortunately, it is not until 2025. However, Ooh. I am willing to wait for any Professor Layton game because those games are good, and I like the stories, and I like the art style. Hell, I just like the I like Professor Layton games in general. Well, I guess that means that we'll still have the Switch around in 2025. Yes, in some iteration or fashion. Nice. Okay, so uh, there was a question that was asked um recently and i'm gonna ask it now because i promised that i would bring it up okay uh and that question uh Zelius, is what are some AAA titles that when a sequel is released no matter the quality it will make serious bank for that company call of duties maddens diablos I think Overwatch may have lost that title. Yep. Um, it's also what games come out with cyclical ones. Cause you think about it like MMOs, for instance, they go with expansions. Right. Um, so that's kind of their version is the expansion. Um, but right now that's really basically just Final Fantasy 14 and World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. um, other MMOs are still kind of in flux. Um, but those are the ones that come off the top of my head with those couple of titles. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think Madden, of course, uh, FIFA. Um, oh yeah, I forget about FIFA, but yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, anytime you throw Diablo out there, um, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah no, I would definitely count Assassin's Creed. Um, that's definitely up there. For Doovy, Civilization. Yes. Although I would guess in the grand scheme of sales, I'm uh, guessing 4X games are pretty niche. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that'd be my guess. Um, actually. Any game that stars Mario Ooh. or Zelda. Um, I'm trying to think. The problem is there's a lot of, you know, there's those free-to-play games out there that, I mean, they their bread and butter is going to be microtransactions. But then again, they those are just, they're not going to release new games. They're just releasing new content, new shiny things for people to mess around. No, that is what it is. Because all the most popular games like Valorant and League of Legends yeah. and those games, yeah. Um, yeah, they just continue to come out with new DLCs. Mm-hmm. In the form of microtransactions, not actual lab, or but. game passes. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Game passes a very good or both. Yeah. <laughs> Expansions and game pass all yeah. in one. Woo. Um, the best of all worlds. Um, I feel yeah. like I'm forgetting a, a main series, and it's. Uh, let's see. Oh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. That's the one I was thinking. But, yeah, like, you think about how long Grand Theft Auto has been around or yeah. we're only on GTA 5. I mean, yeah. like, some games would be around a lot more than that. Um, yeah, because, like, the most popular Twitch games, like Fortnite, League of Legends. Um, I mean, still Counter-Strike does have an expansion after all these years. Yeah. Um, Dota 2. So a lot of these games, they just kind of keep on going perpetually. But if you notice, the ones that don't have all these, exp- like you have Call of Duty, which is an online game, but a lot of them don't go that route. Right. Um, they just continue with this. But what they do, I mean, I don't play them, but it seems like they still keep them fresh and new with new characters and stuff um, versus what Overwatch did, which was nothing for two years. Yeah. I think that's what's key is to keep the gamer the gamers engaged um with new content what a concept new content in a game i think the one that will always probably work will be madden and fifa yeah i mean because if you want to play sports games that's really it you don't really have a choice right at least like with the call of duty like there are other fps choices if it starts to become terrible yeah so that one, I mean, Assassin's Creed, same thing. There are other kind of open-worldy type of games. So those, I don't know if they'll always be as popular as they are, but I don't see the sports franchises going away. No, no, because like Assassin's Creed, you could you could do Tomb Raider, you could do Uncharted, which, by the way, I finally saw, I finally broke down and watched the Uncharted movie. Terrible, absolutely. I think I gave it, it as as an art. Okay, it was. I know. I understand. I I Charlie Charlie is a purist, okay? We've gone through this a bajillion times, all right? That was not Uncharted, okay? That was a, a good, you know, adventure, uh, kind of Indiana Jones-esque 
Tomb Raider-esque movie with lots of plot twists and stuff, but that's not Nathan Drake. That's not Sully to me. That just, it does not, does not compute. That's fair. But I am sad we never got another Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. What's that about? It was a good, that was a good movie. It was, it was quality. Yeah. Actually, all the Tomb Raider movies have been pretty decent. Yeah, but that last one were good too. Um, I really liked the reboot that they did with I don't know her name. Um, I know who you're talking about though, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, Yeah, so it's interesting they haven't done another one. Yeah, Hmm. what did it get? Let's see here. Let's 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 just go over to IMDb real quick here. I want to know what. What it got? Uh, okay, so it was released in 2018. Uh, the IMDb. Oh, I hate fucking pop-ups. It got a Metacritic score of 48, which I think is absolute horseshit. Really? Yeah. But then again, I don't like Metacritic because Metacritic is is a terrible, yeah. terrible website that jacks around with everyone's rating score to fit their own algorithm. I thought it was definitely better than that, but whatever. I did too. On a side note, yes. is there only one Professor Layden for the Nintendo Switch right now? Yes. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, I mean, mm. I mean, you know, well, of course, you know, moving to the Switch makes perfect sense because it is technically a, a handheld as well, and that's where Layton thrives is with the ability to have a touchscreen handheld. Um. But yeah, there's been some spinoffs that have been like on. Um, there might be a spinoff on the Switch, but there's also a spinoff on uh, mobile as well. But it's not it's not Professor Layton. It's like uh, the distant cousin of Professor Layton or somebody that that is an admirer of Professor Layton. It's like some really weird stuff. Somebody named Professor Layton spelled wrong, so they could just kind of make the same thing. But oh no, 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 it's it's the same company. It's, okay, it's it just, is like- yeah, it's but it's just like it's these you know these random detectives that happen to live in the town over from Professor Layton that love solving puzzles. Nice, um, but yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I hit all the the stories that we had here, so we've got some time to chit chat about other stuff. Um, Zelius, what have you been playing? Uh, it's been um, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, it's it, the one thing that I think they was smart was setting in a different time, mm-hmm. because I think the kind of like you were just saying about um. Nathan Drake's game. Um, oh my gosh, the movie. Uncharted. Thank you, Uncharted. It's like when you put it in the same exact time frame with the same characters, mm-hmm. that's what people are going to do first. They're just going to compare it to the original source material. But when you take something like Hogwarts Legacy and you put it in a different time era, you get the benefit of having the same nostalgia like your Hogwarts. You get peeved. You see people like, oh, you see a Weasley, and you see people with these kind of family names are familiar with. Yeah. 
Um, you get hogs meat. You get those kind of things, but you're also not um, burdened and bogged down by the trappings of the actual story itself. Yeah. So it's like you really do get the best of both worlds, um, where you get the you know in a large world that is Harry Potter, you get that, but you don't. I'm sure people did, of course. There's somewhere, but you also don't get lambasted for not following the original story. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it worked well in both regards. Uh, and on top of that, it's just good gameplay. Yeah. Um, it's like the combat solid. Um, and the way they did it, I could appreciate. Um, so it's just, it's a good solid game that I'm enjoying. It's got uh, pretty graphics when you're in the castle, so you can kind of walk through and see everything that you knew existed before. Now you get to experience it. Yes. Um, although I'm thinking, so slight spoiler alert, uh, like, so you get the ancient magic, right? Yep. And all I could think of was like, damn, this really would have been useful during like the whole Harry Potter saga. Yes. Like, where was this? Yes. Why, why was, why was this magic hidden away during Harry's time at Hogwarts? I'm sure there was a good reason for it, but it could have been very useful at time to fight those dark wizards. Yes. Yeah. But you know, um, but yeah, that I, like, I'm pretty sure I wrote a review on that game. I mean, I enjoyed yeah, I it. I know you played it. Yeah, I know I played it. I'm pretty sure that I wrote a review. If I didn't, then I'm stupid, and it's been too long for me to try to write one. So I apologize. You should just play it again with a different class. No, no. I'll I'll still end up being the exact same character. See, that's the problem. I've I've tried a couple times to like I've enjoyed the story, but I want to do something different. But then I keep falling back into the same responses and the same actions because that's how I would play. There's uh, a comic uh, with the same thing. I remember it's from um, Morrowind, and it, you know me, I don't play open world games. But it was very much, I guess there's like this invisible dark ninja bow person who's mm -hmm. like apparently the best class in the game or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like the three friends get together. It's like, all right, we're not doing that class again. We've done it every time. We're going to be like a real character. I'm going to be a fighter and a cleric and a mage. And they get together 30 hours later. Yep. I'm a marksman again. Yep. I'm an invisible marksman again. Yep. It's like the idea of where they try really hard, but in the end, you just do what you like and enjoy. Uh, by the way, I just to circle back uh, with that Keanu Reeves thing, Berserker. Uh, he helped create it. Ah. Uh, so, uh, it was actually written by him and a guy named Matt Kent. Uh, oh, cool. And it has, it was a twelve-issue limited series that was published in March of 2021 and it was a, it was also a Kickstarter project and it it raised 1.4 million dollars on Kickstarter hmm. so. and if you want to have the collected editions uh, there are three of them um, volume one contains it uh, issues one through four 
uh, two, five through eight, and three, nine through 12. They are now all officially out with the last one being released October of 2023. Do you still do any Kickstarters? I have it uh, outside of Nerdburger Games. I have not done any Kickstarters. Well, I'll say Nerdburger is a very worthy um, patron to be a part of. And you also know that you're going to actually get a finished product. Yes, yes. That, this not is like I give you one like Actually, I did. I did do uh, the Kickstarter for um, uh, one of the games that we saw at uh, Momocon. Actually, two of the games that we did at Momocon, oh, I, I kickstarted. Uh, nice. One of one was the card game Flawed, uh, and the mm-hmm. other one is the uh, the educational uh, bug catching game called Bug yeah. and Seek. That was a cute game. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm. And my my son uh, Finn uh, has on occasion popped uh, popped into the the beta that's available on Steam to catch some bugs and and have some fun with that. So nice, yeah. Also, I've been doing. Um, I continue to rewatch a very popular TV series that Zelius is a huge fan of. Because he dresses up in some kind oh, yes. of uh, configuration, and that, of course, is Doctor Who. And right now, I'm going through the Martha Jones episodes, and I'm wanting to bash my head into a wall. Yeah, she wasn't the best companion ever. It, I mean, you you can't. Oh my god, you can't go from Rose Tyler and immediately try to have someone fall in love with him again. But she has, I don't know, it's just her mannerisms drive me up an effing wall. I also don't like the storyline they have with her mom, so. Yeah. Um, so do you have, are you watching on BritBox or what are you watching it on? Uh, Max. Ah. HBO Max? No, no, it's just Max. Remember, they oh, dropped sorry. everything and it's just Max. Sometimes marketing people baffle me. Yes. Like, really? We thought this was a good idea. I mean, I know you have to get paid to create ideas because if you don't have ideas, then we're getting paid for it. But still, sometimes you just leave something for what it is. But what do I know? Yes, I I don't know. Anyways, um, so yeah, I just watched uh, um, basically the episode that the Weeping Angels truly uh, start messing with people. Um, So yeah. Also, uh, I know totally random, but um, did, I'm, I'm hoping that some people out there saw the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade and that uh, one of the floats was Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece. And it was unfortunate that uh, there was a float malfunction with uh, Luffy oh, by no. the time he got on camera. Uh, so he's got Monkey D. Luffy is... The, the the captain of the straw hat pirates so he has this straw hat brim like fully full brim hat and apparently the the brim popped early in the parade so it looked like he was wearing a soggy fisherman's hat <laughs> nice which i was saddened by but i was like but it's still kind of cool <laughs> um i don't remember I actually like sat down and watched the Macy's Day Parade. I 
I will tell you this. I have never seen so many effing commercials in my life. It, every single year, it's more commercials and less of the actual uh, parade. It's a parade of commercials. It really is. It's, it's, it's like, look at this float. Okay, now let's do a Toyota ad. Let's do a Publix uh, grocery ad. Let's do, uh, I don't know, some other ad. Okay, now here's, here's a marching band that's going to have to basically do uh, a bastardized version of this song. Okay, and now here is a uh, Mazda, Mazda ad and a cereal ad and uh, Walmart uh, ad. Okay, now back to it. Now we're going to talk to someone random who's walking on the parade. He's, he, they're probably someone who's either a movie actor or perhaps is uh, taking some time off from movies or TV to do something on Broadway. Hooray! Okay, now let's go back to some more ads. I'm like, what the fuck? It's kind of unfortunate because, like, when it comes, for instance, like football, I always, like, record it and start, like, an hour, hour and a half late so I can just fast forward to the commercials. That's my strategy. But with the parade, like, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. To do that. Like, that's the idea. Is you sit down, like, with your family, and, like, you're watching it live. It's kind of the whole idea of watching the parade. But yeah. if it's like all commercials, like you're just going to tune people out. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't. I that did it because sense. the kids were, the kids were interested in it. And that's what we usually do. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. Dude, I don't have that. So, kind of there are so many, uh, shows that just popped up on netflix that i want to watch uh oh no netflixing during the show no i'm not gonna netflix during the show but um but there are so many i here i am i'm re-watching doctor who episodes when i should probably be watching you know all this extra netflix stuff see that's always the hard part to me for like re-watching a show or reading books it's like i might know that there's good but there's this new shiny over here just might be even better or who actually knows see my problem is that i multitask so do i want to get into a new show where i will have to like if if it's if if it's a you know a slow burn show i'm going to have to force myself to focus or i can just put something on that i've seen a million times and i can still enjoy like i threw this morning while i was eating breakfast i just threw on a random episode of helsing Ah, oh, see, I can't multitask. It's like I can only be doing one thing on the face of the planet at once. My brain is not that advanced. Well, see, I, I, I don't think I can. Well, I mean, you know, when I'm playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Alan Wake, I'm definitely focused on just that. But most of the time, you know, I'll play, um, you know, like when I'm playing Super Mario RPG, when I'm not in battles, because when I'm in battles, I have to be locked in because it's all about timing to decrease damage, uh, incoming damage, and increase damage, uh, outgoing damage. Um, but, you know, I'll be, I'll have like the football game on the, when this show is over uh, and it's rendered, I will probably be upstairs playing Super Mario RPG while watching the football game in the background. And praying that my children are asleep at this point, which I haven't really heard any noise from upstairs, so I couldn't tell you what's going on. Yeah, see, if I did that, like, I would literally not hear the football game. 
Like it would just be, I wouldn't even know what happened. It would just be totally tuned out. I would kind of, I usually just like listen for everyone going, oh my God. And then I just go, oh, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? Something happened. Oh my gosh. The if, game's it's still important, if it's important enough, they'll do a replay. Okay. That's fair. This is a true statement. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, next week I will be continuing to play more probably on my end, New World and um, Hogwarts Legacy will be my games. I don't know how far I am in. I, I, I assume that I'm pretty far into Horizon Zero Dawn, but I'll continue to play that. And then uh, if I get time during the evenings, then I'll play some more Alan Wake 2, but that's probably going to be my slower of the two games. Uh, Super Mario RPG... Uh, it's Legend of the Five Stars, though they they didn't actually. I don't think they actually put that in the title when they did the remake. Mm. Uh, I already have five of the seven stars. So wait, uh, I thought you said Legend of the Five Stars. Seven stars. You're okay, thinking of L Five R, the card game. <laughs> it's what they should have called it. Um, Copyright infringement. Damn it. Man, the game's dead anyways. It's fine. They keep bringing L five R keeps coming back to life. I don't know how, but it, they do it. Should I go find my cars somewhere in the depths of my closet? Like, I've, this is I've, got, I've got some. I've got the my original cards, and then when they rebooted it while I was at full sale, I've got some of those cards too. I remember meeting somebody at Dragon Con who played L five R, and we're like, "You wait, what? You actually played the game? There's dozens of us." <laughs> exactly dozens of us <laughs> not really? hundreds not thousands dozens i'm sad i did not do better no but yeah I, i'm trying to think there's no real i mean at some point i'm going to break down and play Baldur's Gate three i mean it's just well, it's written yes. on the wall uh but it's just not that time yet It'll get. The, I, remember, you got to wait till you can download your thirty gigabyte game. Oh yeah, it's true. I gotta make. I gotta make some space. I gotta just. Re, I, I will. I will create a folder that will hold just gobbledygook. Uh, just take up one hundred and thirty gigs of space. Just sit there on my hard drive, and this will be uh, reserve property for Baldur's Gate. And I'll remove that corrupted, weird ass file, so that I can. So that can make sure that when I finally do get Baldur's Gate 3, it has a safe home. How about that? Um, one game I did buy mm -hmm. for on the Steam sale, yep. well, actually this too, was Dishonored. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I heard such great things about it. Um, so I haven't played it yet, but it's definitely going to be a game I play. If anybody actually watched uh, one of my uh, extra live streams from... Back in the day, uh, I did play Dishonored, and I had a buddy uh, call my cell phone because he wanted to make sure that everything was okay because he had been watching my character from Dishonored walk into the same wall for five straight minutes. Nice. Yes. It was slightly embarrassing, but at the same time, I mean, it was, here, here's here's my problem with Dishonored. It's a really cool concept. Um you, the world that you move around in benefits mm -hmm. from you being stealthy. Yep. If you are not stealthy, the world becomes dirty. 
Is that a bad thing? Well, it becomes more like disease infested. So? Maybe that's I want not, the world to be not, that's not diseased. Good, that's not supposed to be a good thing, Celius. I'm just Are saying. We, does it matter if things are good? Like, I, I, I guess I'll let's play the game to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Play, play it and, and find if you want to live in a world where disease is under control or if it's just, you know, you, you sounds might like, as well just lock yourself in a hyperbaric chamber. Sounds like their problem to me. <laughs> You're the one who's killing everybody. Well, it's, it's a you problem, not a me problem. They need to, get, need to go get their hyperbaric chambers. Oh, Lord. No, thank you. But Maybe yeah. it was your idea. At some point, uh, well, no, I, 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 that was one of the games that I, did I actually? No, I think that was back in the the GameFly days for me. I think I had it on the. I think I uh, rented it for the Xbox. Uh, Remember those days? The good old days. Yes, I remember going to Blockbuster and renting like a Sega for the weekend and getting a game with it to rent. I remember grabbing a random game from. Not a blockbuster, but basically a um, a blockbuster esque place. Ah, uh, yes. And um, it was a PlayStation One game. It's called Beyond the Beyond. And if you actually look it up, the the ratings that the game got were absolutely terrible. Not but, just Beyond, but Beyond the Beyond. But but, be, but ironically, many 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 years later, when I was at full sale. Um, I went to, uh, there was a GameStop at the mall and in the super heavily discounted bargain bin was beyond the beyond. And I bought it for like a buck 59. So just for fun, for nostalgia purposes, I never actually put the game back into my PlayStation to play it, but I was like, and now I own it. Now you have it. And is it just sit on your like closet? It's in a Tupperware. It's one of those big Tupperware storage containers. Good safe, place for it. safe. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe for someday you're going to play it. I can just feel it. One day when I'm old and gray. Oh, wait. Too late. Um, Yeah. When you're old and have no hair. Already getting there. You still Hence got, I see some scruff under the hat. Hence the hat. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look back and you see all the games that you ha you you still have because I've sold quite a few of my games, but then there's some games that, for mostly nostalgia reasons, I I, I will never part with. But uh, I still have my Xbox 360 games, and I'm like, why do I have these? They're sitting in a box. Because one day someone's gonna come over and go, oh my god, you have a 360? Can we hook it up? Let's play old school. Yeah. And then I'll be like, what am I supposed to do with my original NES? Is that too Ooh. old school now? Sorry, the controller does not have enough buttons. We can't not play it. Yeah. When did, when did controllers have to have so many damn buttons? I mean, it could be worse. It's like, because remember the first, one of the first advanced ones that came out was the N64 controller. It was like, 
now look back, I'm like, how did we all not like die of carpal tunnel playing that damn thing? Dude, if if you if if I were to try to play the N sixty four now, I nope. I literally would have to have like thumb surgery. Yeah, because I, I mean, d- like the rest of my hand would be fine, but my thumb would be dead. Absolutely, it was, just it, it was terrible design in retrospect. It was great for strafing because you could use the low let the, the yellow arrow buttons to strafe on moving through your joystick. Yeah, that was like the only good thing about it. Yeah. And the trigger on the back. So like it was good for those type of FPS games. Nothing else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've rambled on enough. Uh but I do want to take a quick second to thank everyone for tuning into the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. For myself, Charlie and Z, it's been a pleasure to give everything to come our heads, our mouths, and of course our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. And remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.